0: Log Talk Radio. Flurries, you better, flurries, you better grab a life vest. Watching. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> bye bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't gonna like what they see. It's going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an H-O-H competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother yeah. right. what's up big brother family seems like it's been a long time since we've been together of course i'm your host of the bb after show my name is sam i've been doing this for years and you may be wondering what happened to me what happened to the big brother after show well, I gotta be honest with you, we tried another platform last year, we tried to do some things and it just was a disaster. But now we're back on our old friend Blog Talk Radio. It's easier to post on Twitter for you guys, it's easier for you to see and connect to and uh listen to the episodes. It just makes everything a lot easier. So we came back to this format and we're gonna give it another try and it feels good. Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be back here with you, let me tell you. I uh I I I don't know how this season is going to play out. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to discuss all those things. Now, one thing that's very important that I got to tell you guys straight up front, kind of knocking the rust off, if you will. But this show is not a spoiler show. It's not what we do here. We are not going to be able to beat the radar online of, you know, spoilers, rumors, and innuendos. I can't, I can't beat that. What am I going to do, go on every night and try to beat the spoiler news as it comes out? I can't do that. Right now, you've already read spoilers, right? I'm just – I'm. listen, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I'm an old school fan. But, you know, hey, I had to go on Hulu and watch yesterday's episode tonight because I, I got two kids. I'm busy, you know? I'm not too busy for you. I'll make time to get over here. I promise. I'm not going to abandon you like that. Look at yourself in the mirror. You're too beautiful. I would never do that to you. But the thing is that I can't beat the spoilers. So what I have to do is typically do this show on eviction nights. And the reason why I do it on eviction nights, that was a decision made years and years and years ago, because I tried to chase the rumors. I tried to be on Sunday nights, and I tried to be on Wednesday nights, and tried to be on Thursday nights. And you know what? I went crazy. And you know what I spent my time doing on those old episodes? You guys that have been around a long time, you know. You know, I spent a lot of time chasing rumors and spoilers and innuendos and everything else. And I was still behind great websites like Morty's.com, where they just, Morty'sTV.com, they already had that stuff. They were already talking about it in the chat rooms. So what we do is we go on live Thursday night after the eviction when everything is caught up. Doesn't that make a lot of sense to you? It does me. It makes my life a lot easier as a host of this show. It's just, hey, let's just do Thursday nights. After the eviction, you're going to hear me. You're going to come to me. We're going to talk about it. Now, in the past, we have opened up phone lines for you guys to call in and talk about Big Brother. I can't do that unless I know that they're going to have a um, a space kind of cut out for you guys. Okay? So if you want to have the ability to call in, we're going to pull it, and you guys can decide whether or not you want to do it. All you have to do It's just kind of send a message saying, hey, I would like to call in tonight. This is basically what I would like to say. And and I'm going to give you a time to come on. And the show is yours for that, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. I can't give you all night. You know, they don't pay you. They pay me. If I start letting you guys take over the show, you know, they're going to stop. I'm not going to be able to put food on the table. I'd be very careful. But I'm going to get you on. You're going to be able to talk and say your piece. I promise you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to troll you. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm a very nice person. So look out for that. And if it's something you want to do and you do want to be on this uh, on this show and you do want to have your say-so, now I've let people go on a little longer than I probably should have. You know who you are. There's a lot of you out there. But we'll try to keep it in a timely manner because people want to move on and they want to hear things. So we're going to put that up there if you guys want to go back to the live call ins. We'll do that. Um, but I, I, I'm i going to tell you guys, if this is your first time listening to me, I can be cruel, but fair. Okay, I'm not somebody who enjoys big alliances and these do-to-do's and that-to-that play, playing skills. It's not my thing. It's been a very hard road for Sam. It really has. I'm an old-school gamer, I come from Will and Dan and Daniel Reyes and... Uh, an evil dick. That's, that's where I come from. Okay. So if you think I'm going to be, you know, a supporter of a lot of these lame duck players, you're going to have the wrong person, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen because you know what? Sometimes you know, what's more fun. I learned this from Rachel Riley. You know, what's more fun than cheering for somebody you like cheering against somebody you don't. So if you've got to cheer against me every week on Thursday nights, and you come on here and you cheer against me. You call in if we open up the phone lines. You guys vote for that. You call in and you light me up. I, listen, I got thick skin. That's fine. We can we can do that. We can do that dance. So just know that I'm not always going to sugarcoat things. You got a lot of shows out there that are real delicate with how they. I, listen, I don't. These guys don't call me. These Big Brother players don't call me. So you, I'm a fan. So we're going to talk fan talk. A Big Brother, okay? So. I'll be cruel sometimes, but I'll be kind. And I don't mean mean. I mean cruel is in gameplay and stupid boobs and whatnot. And I got to say that one of the reasons why I came out and, and want to do this this week and, and get back on, because I had really thought about, you know what, the game's passed me by. is not Sam's big brother anymore. A lot of you guys know what I'm saying. It just feels like it's off. I don't feel right anymore. It doesn't feel like it includes me anymore. But I'll tell you what brought me back. Vengeance. You know why? Everybody knows the BB After Show on Twitter for years has been running the Big Brother Best Player bracket. You guys used to love it. I didn't do it this year because I didn't know if I was honestly going to be doing this. But lo and behold, the minute that the lion sleeps, the lambs come out to play, and somebody else is running a Big Brother bracket. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. But we know where they got the idea. And I've been all over social media a little bit saying, hey, I remember when the BB After Show was doing this, you know, because they're trying to promote it. But you can, go through, you can go through my, you know, big BB After Show's timeline and see we've been doing this for years. And there's one secret that I know that they don't know. It's that you can't keep the same players in the bracket year after year. You have to retire them so that they're not in it. Dr. Will's no more. When we do the bracket next year, Dr. Will won't be there. Dan won't be here. Uh, Daniel Reyes won't be there. You know why? Because they won. Why am I going to put Dr. Will back in it? Dr. Will's the greatest player, in my opinion. So what do you think is going to always happen? It's always going to be Dan, Dr. Will, Derek, uh, Daniel Reyes, or some of you guys like Nicole. Yeah, oh, my God. I had one year where Frankie went crazy on that um, bracket, and I'm going to be honest with you. I had to go out and beg some big brother forums to come and help out. Not that I have an issue with Frankie, but for Frankie to be almost beating Dr. Will that year, it was it was stupid. So I had to go out in there and ask for some help. But and everybody's always asking me, let me see the bracket. Let me see the bracket before they vote. I'm like, no, this is my bracket. This is a, this is a bracket that takes a lot of effort. I'll, I'll show you what I want you to vote for. I don't need your opinion on it. <laughs> But no, we we did that. Somebody kind of stole that idea, and eh, you know what? It missed me a little bit. So here we are. We're back. Vengeance. You know, maybe maybe I got a little laxed in the in the throne here. You know, the BB uh, podcast throne. Maybe I, I know other people have bigger podcasts, but I'm telling you, you won't get a better one than this one right here. The quality, the sponsorship, the ability for you guys to interact. If we open up the phone lines, hopefully we will. I'm kind of looking forward to that. The knowledge, the non sugar coating, you're gonna get the best of the best right here. Okay, I usually don't toot my own home horn but toot toot, okay? So we're often imitate it but never duplicate because you can't. These those 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 podcasts don't have me. You have me in your hearts and I have you in mine. Right? So it's golden. We're golden. But, you know, that's just a joke. Anyway, don't forget that we're sponsored by Morty's TV.com. Go over there uh, follow them on Twitter. Uh, give them a shout out. Let them know that the BB After Show sent you. They do a lot of really great stuff over there. They do contests. They do. They have a lot of forums. They have a big group. They are talking about everything, even Survivor. You don't want to miss out on it. It is a fun experience. Those are great people that are over there. I'm telling you, uh, Fusky and the crew are, are amazing. Uh, Morty's amazing. Um, it's amazing lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. So please, if you get an opportunity, go over there. Follow them on Twitter. They do a lot of information. Like I said, they run contests and and uh, it's it's a really cool place to go um, and do that. So we didn't have a show tonight uh, on Big Brother, of course, because they're going to do it on Sunday. We'll disappoint it because I was really rushing to catch up and uh, I cut out my cable, so I'm using streaming services only. If you want to know how to do that, tweet me and I'll tell you. A lot of people ask me, um, but uh, so I had to record it for next uh, for next episode Sunday. But I thought it was going to be tonight. and Bummer. You know, now you guys are getting your spoilers. But what we're going to talk about tonight is the career, what we thought, reflections. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of positivity. I think there's a lot of p- positivity last night. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we think of some people's strategies, what we think of some people playing the game. But I do have to do one thing before we do that, okay? It's an obligation to the people that put me where I am today. We're going to run a commercial by Morty's. When we come back, I swear it's only 20 seconds. When we come back, we're going to talk about the premiere episode. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight, guys. I know I'm being, <laughs> I know I'm know probably irritating you, but we're going to have a good time tonight. Stay tuned. It's the BB After Show, sponsored by Morty's TV. We'll be right back. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mm-mm. How about China? Mm-mm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? What about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, you guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mmm. Mm. What about you, high school glee club here on a field trip? That settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton Green Tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's mmm to you. Lipton Tea can do that. Man, I probably just lost like all 50 of my listeners tonight. You know, you play the Morty's commercial, Sam, play the Morty's commercial. I play the Morty's commercial. It's the Morty's commercial without outro music. So I had to go and steal another commercial or throw it in here. It just so happened to be White Zombie, which probably threw off anyone over 60. So sorry about that. But we had to get Morty's in there. They're the people that are sponsoring us. Again, go check them out. They're great. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about uh, the first impressions of this season new casting director I think this is a really going this is going to be a really big deal. The new casting director is going to be a huge deal for us and i don't i don't blame Cass for the issues um cast of course casting that's been doing big brother casting for a long time I think maybe from the beginning but i don't blame casting for the mistakes of Big Brother. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, in my opinion, Big Brother has not been good since season 12. I don't think it's been very good. And I think 14 was good because of Dan. Um, and you know what, Derek, was, that's 15, sometimes I get him crossed. Uh, yeah, but you're going to tell me that Dan, Derek was an exciting winner. I'm going to tell you he wasn't. I have my issues with Derek. It's it's a it's a it's a well known thing across the Big Brother universe. I don't I don't think Derek is a top five player because I think Derek had training that nobody else has had. You can argue Jack had training with the FBI, but Derek had undercover training. Thousands of dollars invested in his ability to lie, manipulate and cheat people. That's what he was paid to do. And if you don't think that that's an unfair advantage, I don't know what to tell you. But if somebody could train you for years on how to manipulate, tell somebody's lying, tell when somebody's telling the truth, how to lie, how to make it look like you're telling you – if you cannot get on board with the fact that Derek had specific training that makes him a, a big brother champion without any real adversity – You're crazy. I like Derek. I've watched Derek's shows on Discovery. I think they're fantastic. I've never read his books. I don't go that far into this thing. But I've watched his show. I thought his show on on Discovery was was great. So it's not personal with Derek. But one thing I can tell you is that Derek playing again is a a death nail in Derek's coffin. There's no way Derek can play again. I know there was some discussion. I might do it. I I don't believe it at all. I don't think Derek was really going to play. I think Derek liked the idea of playing. I think Derek liked the idea of manipulating the game like he did for last year. Whether you you want to believe that or not, it's up to you. But there's no way that Cody and everybody else goes in that house without Derek telling them how to do it. And I, I just think Derek's got a lot of a lot of training that makes him a superior player. And I think you need. You, hey, you know what? The way I look at it with Derek, if Derek doesn't win that season. Then that's thousands of dollars wasted on his training. Okay, Derek. Derek has no excuse but to win. If he doesn't win, it's embarrassing. So yeah, I know people are going to say, "What about Derek? What about Derek?" No, I, I don't. I think Derek's a good player, but I I, I I I take a lot of credit away. I don't think he's a top three, top four. But I think seasons since twelve have been lacking uh in strategy not from vets that have been returning because vets have done have returned and, and done really well you know, in the previous uh seasons. I mean all stars, you know, a bet was gonna win of course. But you know, thirteen they did really well. Thirteen they came in, they dominated. They absolutely swept it. Fourteen, they come in, they dominate, absolutely swept it. You know, <laughs> Nicole wins when she comes back as a veteran. I mean, you know, I don't have a problem with vets. Let me let me clear the room here. I don't have a problem with vets. In fact, I'm very excited when I see some vets return that I think deserve it. But I just think the seasons have really lacked, and I don't blame casting for this. I blame I blame production for this. Um, I think it's hard honestly not to blame Allison Grodner for this fly on the wall uh, entertainment I, I they're the ones that set the stage and before we go into what I think about what's happening this season and probably wrong when you read the spoilers but at least I'm putting it out there is I think what the show has lost for me is that we've gotten too involved in game twists and not enough involved in player twist. And you asked me what that means. What that means is, if you look at um, season two with the uh, veto, I guess is a game twist, but it's a player twist. Um, you know, we had a season with exes. We had a season uh, with people who knew each other secretly in season six. We had a season where there was DNA and a sister and a brother were related that didn't know the, the other one existed. We had twins playing. I know it's been attempted again, but not as good. And here we go into season seven. We get All-Stars. That's a player twist. You know, what are you going to do when Dr. Will walks in? Daniel Reyes. I mean, that is a player twist. To me, although I'm not a huge fan of Evil, I give him credit where I think it's, it's deserved. I have no beef with Evil. I'm sure he can't stand me, but I have no beef with the guy. Um, and i'm not looking for fights. <laughs> i don't have time. i don't i don't really have time for it. i got two kids. but um i thought the twist in 8 was something i would love to see again, which is unresolved issues. evil dick had a problem with his daughter. that was not resolved. there were relationships that ended badly. there were friendships that ended badly. that was a great season for a player twist. And maybe now it's starting to get clear. Nobody twisted the game. They didn't need to. They could twist the players. And the players got twisted. And that threw the wrench and the and the machine. They didn't have to twist game rules. They didn't have to do battle backs and all this other garbage. And it's trash, whether you like it or not. Battle back's trash. It was trash. I hope we're not going to see something like that this year. But, you know, the game stayed the same. The players got the twist, and it was more interesting in a social dynamic in the game. How people came in thinking that they were going to do this and this and this. Oh wait, some people know each other, or you know these people are related. I mean, it, it it a lot of things in the in the player twist throws off a player badly, and it makes for a much interesting game. What I don't like are the game twists, game twists, game twists, game twists. It you're running out of ideas, and you're not casting correctly when you've got to twist the game to make it interesting, which is what's happening. And twisting the game has pushed large alliances, and we've seen this. Now, go back to 12. The brigade, the brigade pushes that agenda, and once the brigade pushes that agenda in 12, then we see the vets in 13 gang up. We see the vets in 14 gang up in the quack pack. Don't even get me started. You know, We see the big alliance in 15. We see Alliance in 16. We see the Alliance in 17. I mean, it just it, – it gets crazy. Derek didn't play 15. Sorry. I'm, I'm Just remember now. 16. So we've been seeing these large alliances. And, and listen, if you're a new Big Brother person watching this, great. I don't see how you like it. I don't like it. CBS doesn't like it because CBS is going to do something about it now, which takes us to what we see happening. New casting. I love the vast um, uh, different groupings of, of, of the cast. Listen, you know, I'll say it. I, I love seeing somebody who's, you know, overweight, somebody who has um, a different sexual preference. Um, I like people that are a different ethnicity. I like uh, older people playing. This is something the game's really been missing is older people. And I don't mean one person. That's you know over 30. I mean having you know three or four people in this game that are not 22, and that's not an offense to the people who are that young. I don't want to offend you, but I do want to tell you the truth. At 22, you don't have life experiences the way you do when you're 40 or when you have kids or when you're 35. It's just a different life, and the money becomes a little bit more important when you're 35 and you've got a family. It was important. It was damn important to Danielle Reyes. You know, it, She played that game in season three viciously because she thought about how much it meant to her family to bring that money home, to be away from her family, bring it home. Derek want to bring the money home for his family. When you have people that have some maturity, they tend to play the game a little bit more serious, and they're strateg- their They're their strategy gets a lot more enjoyable to watch. This game used to be individuals making moves to get through 12 people to get to the end, 13 people, whatever. Now it's 16 people in a house, 14 of them are in alliance, and the alliance just continues to eat itself without any real hang-up until somebody just ends up at the end. The person who masterminded usually is at the end. And we want to give these people a medal and say, man, you're a great player. Sorry, I don't, I don't buy it. So <clears throat> seeing this new casting crew, and I think the one thing maybe casting had done in the past is cast towards what they thought Alison Grodner would want. Or maybe Alison Groner Listen, my, my, the rumor I've always heard is that they, casting goes through their role. They cast the people. And then Alison Grodner and CBS and all these executives come in and start tossing people out. Don't like them don't like them they have to fit a certain mold this is the first season guys we're seeing where the molds have been broken we're starting to get out of the normal okay and i love it i love seeing this cast this is a really this is going to be a really good cast i believe because they all have their different reasons for playing and they all have different types of background different experiences that's what's going to make this season possibly very good so let's talk about it. We, we, we like the casting. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of what we've seen in and out in the casting, a lot of diversity. And I don't think you have to have that, but I do think it absolutely helps because I want to see people with different strategies from different backgrounds, different ages, different home lives to come in and say that I need to win this money. And when you're 22 and you don't have a true real life experience, you went to college or you dropped out of college or you went to, you don't have the the stress of a family and a job and uh you know but it's like it's like uh, frenchie and farming and and all the things he has to do and his like that builds a type of player that can come into this game and give you a different type of strategy than what you're used to and I, and I, right now I'm on board right now I'm I'm both both hands and feet on deck I'm I'm here but let's talk about this first group we see everybody come in we're not going to go through all those details you saw it all you saw um I really like this first group, which included Derek, Travis, and Frenchy. Um, I think uh, that this is a really, really solid group. Now, I understand that uh, – I believe Travis was in that group as well. I did like Travis. Um, you know, take a leave. I, know I didn't find a personality that was really you know, going out of its way for me, but I did love Derek Frazier's personality. And I thought Frenchie had a good personality. Frenchie ends up winning that round, and I just really like this first group. And I have a fifty-fifty record of picking winners. I'm not going to say I'm really good at it. I'm saying I'm fifty-fifty. I miss and I hit, and either I hit the winner right on the spot, or I'm barely off, which is still a loss, right? Close is only good in horseshoes and hanger and uh, grenades, I think. Uh, but in the end, I see one of these guys in the final two. One of these guys, I think, makes it. I think Frenchy, um, uh, Travis, or, or Derek. I think these are guys who uh, get into that that final two. One of them. Okay, I like that. I, I really like Derek. A Derek Frazier. I, I there's something about Derek Frazier that is not uh, alarming. It could be his weight. Let's be honest. I'm a big guy. I mean, you know, they could see him as non-threatening. But the one thing that I love that he said, and it, it almost made me tear up, almost cried, is that he said, I'm, I'm going – my strategy is to get to know people early, get their trust, and, and have them want to work with me. Now, that's before you know you're going to be broken into groups, but that's a strategy I preach. And if you ever get on Big Brother, uh, it's a dance strategy. And one of Dan's very, very, very productive strategies was to get in, lay low, but get to know people, ask people questions about themselves. Okay? Even if you are talking to somebody about them and all they're doing is talking to them about themselves, let them go because it builds a bond. And the fact that he knows this this early on is huge for me. So I'm a really big Derek Frazier fan early. He could do something that's gonna turn me. I don't know. I liked Travis. I think Travis is gonna play dumb surfer a little too much though. And that's gonna really be a problem for him. Uh and I think Xavier was in there too in in that group too. But I, I thought Travis uh was somebody who could probably be a major competition player. Just you know, we always see these surfer types that you know, the Haydens and, you know, I, it, they just, you know, they always just seem to play well. And I think he's going to be a competition guy. I like Derek's social game. And I think Frenchie's going to have a nice balance. I think he's going to win. I think he's already gotten into this leadership role. We're going to talk about that later. But I, I like that strategy that uh, Derek Frazier has. Um. I like that Travis gets up early. I think that he's a go-getter, but I think, you know, look, you can only play the dumb surfer thing for so long. Okay. So be very careful about that. And I just like the fact Frenchie writes in a freaking notebook what he would have done differently every season. I I love that. That's an Evil Dick thing. Evil Dick, Evil Dick had notebooks of all of the studies he's done on, on prior Big Brother seasons stacked up. And whether or not you like Evil Dick's play, having a knowledgeable player that knows how you win the game is helpful. It's entertaining for us. So we go to the second group. I'm going to be really honest. I liked Brittany here, and maybe it's because my son has autism and there's a connection there. I had a connection to Ian. I didn't think Ian played a really good game in the, in the All-Stars, of course, but, and, and I felt terrible for his anxiety. I think he was vastly misunderstood. But I kind of cheered for him in the first season that he was in in 14 because I was like, man, this guy's just adorable. You know what I mean? And he's smart. But I, I, I like Brittany in this group, but I'm worried that she's going to be too talkative, and, I, and I'm worried about her anxiety if she has that with her autism. That can really set some people off. Autism is something that we, un- we 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 don't understand, but we're aware, and and it's not that it's not something that everybody is accustomed to. So it could be quite off-putting for some people still, and that's okay. Nobody has nobody's perfect as long as you're kind. But I worry about her situation. But I there, nobody in this second group thrills me. Um, I, I just I, nothing here. I, I mean I wish I had something more in the second group. I just don't. I told you guys I was going to be cruel but fair. Uh third group, I I, I honestly felt nothing in the third group. <laughs> they seem like uh just regular guys. Really. One kind of came off lazy. Saying he has puppy puppy dog charm. Listen, I, you know, look, you're 23 years old. My son's 6. He has puppy dog charm. A 23-year-old in his parents' above ground swimming pool is not puppy. It's not it's not uh puppy dog charm. I'm sorry, maybe you girls feel a different way, but um, I kind of feel like the cast a little bit overestimates itself, and it kind of happens every year. you know, everybody is smart, they want us to know how smart they are, and uh they're only proving themselves unworthy most of the time. I mean we've seen the most intelligent people, according to themselves, go on Big Brother and just absolutely look like idiots. so you know it's funny to me that everybody's got to tell you how smart they are. Uh, fourth group, listen. I don't get the cosplay thing. I don't have an issue with it. I'm not going to bash somebody for it, whatever. But I, I can see why the Sarah Beth was last picked. Okay, it's just I know you want people to see you as innocent. And if that's your gameplay, if your gameplay is I just want to act, I just want to be Meg. Don't talk to me, okay? Because you're not really playing the game. You're just there. You're a floater. That's what you're going to be. I don't have time for you. You're a pawn. That's all you're going to be. And, and I don't buy the I'm super smart, I'm going to play really dumb routine. And I'll tell you why I don't buy that. And we saw that a lot with the fourth group. Because those people cannot, because their identity is their intelligence. And it's really hard when you don't believe people, uh, when, when people don't believe them as smart. So what I'm saying is, is that if if you're a highly intelligent person and you're going to the game, and you're like, hey, I'm going to play dumb, but I'm really, really super smart. What's going to happen? You're going to immediately feel like everybody thinks you're dumb, and you're going to go out of your way to improve your intelligence. You're going to go out of your way to prove you're super smart. And you blow it right there because people go, hey, you know, you came out acting dumb, and now you know all of a sudden you've proved to everybody how smart you are. That's what I kind of see with the whole fourth group. It has seen me as I'm intelligent written all over it. I'm a little worried about that. I see nothing good happening here until I find like a little gem hidden in the group. And for me, that little gem, I feel drawn to Tiffany. I love her age. I love her drive. I think she has skills to push things the way she wants. I think she can work things right with the right group. I do have some issues with her personality that it comes off too strong. So Tiffany needs to be really careful here. But out of the fourth group, I do like Tiffany. I can't remember what group Claire was in, but I did like Claire after seeing how quickly she moved on the puzzle. And I I, I think I may have maybe underestimated Claire a little bit. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm still on the fence about Claire. But listen, Claire moves through that puzzle really quickly. We see who the leaders are here. I got to say, if I'm picking one of the two groups that's going to be in this final two, final four, it's going to be somebody from group one and maybe one person, two people from group four. I know you're like saying, hey, that's a 50-50 shot. Well, this is my show. I can take a 50-50 shot. You want to say it's from one group one, two, and four? That's fine, 75%. Hey, take it. I'm just saying that I feel like this is a very good social versus intelligence group here. And like I said, with the casting I'm really happy. You seem to be more like players than lookers. That's a big deal. Players over lookers. We're finally and I'm not saying these women are attractive, please don't think that. You know, I said I'm gonna be cruel but but fair, but I'm not gonna be mean. These are attractive people too. I mean, they are. Beautiful people. Of all shapes and sizes, nationalities and everything. But it's just nice to see a large group of diversity, like I said, and not just people who look in bikinis, swimsuits. So Frenchie, Whitey, oh, Whitey. Frenchie, Whitney, Christian, and Claire Wynn. Uh, we get the jackpot, which is aces, kings, queens, and jokers. They're going to break them up in four groups. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys the reason why they're breaking them up in four groups. I know this has been a, a, a discussion on uh, social media. This is CBS's way to break up the huge alliances. That's all there is to it, okay? Um, and I think it goes kind of back to 14, where they broke them up into four squads, and hopefully these people kind of stick stick together, and it's you know four groups versus each other. And and listen, CBS is aware of the large alliance problem, and you can say it's not a problem. It is a problem. There's a large alliance problem in Big Brother. It it is a very huge, large, glaring issue in Big Brother. And I I applaud CBS for once to try to do something about it. So this four-group situation is not because it's a great twist or whatever. It is to break up the large alliance. They don't want to see a big alliance this season. It is hurting numbers. The numbers have gone down steadily year after year after year. This show used to be majorly popular, and you may feel like it's majorly popular now, But it's a summer show that a lot of people are dedicated. But the numbers, if this was on during the fall, this thing's canceled. Okay? Can't roll around four, five, six million viewers. It's just, you know, you're going to get trampled in the fall. So the summertime is the time it's on, and it kind of gets the benefit of the doubt. But they know they have to make moves here. You know? They have to make huge moves here to try to break up these huge alliances and get more viewership back. Um, And I'm trying to look up the uh, big brother 22 numbers. I could be wrong here, but I would imagine that was a, uh, yeah. I mean, you're talking 3.64, 3.6 viewers, 3.6 million a week one. And uh, it just, it goes, it gets up to four. But this is really bad um, for for CBS. Three, it stays right around four million um, for the uh, All Stars. Uh, if you go back to like uh, like maybe like Big Brother, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. Big Brother 12. Let's just see uh, what we got in numbers. Okay, they don't have numbers back then. Um, Uh, Let's see here. They used to, on Wikipedia, they used to have an ability to see what the numbers were, which is where I got two's numbers from, the all-star season. So I'm just looking, I'm just trying to see if there's a chance that I can find out how many. No. But I know that I've looked at it before. I've been around this Big Brother thing a long time. And you're looking at numbers that were probably 10, 8 million an episode. And now we're at four million episode. CBS knows the big alliances are killing the show. It kills it for me. I'll be honest with you. It absolutely destroys it for me. I don't enjoy it. Uh, Evil Dick was saying tonight that he sees some potential for a big alliance, and it's going to be another boring season. I can't disagree with that. But this is CBS's way of getting rid of the big alliances, and it needs to be done. And I think that we're doing the groups kind of random. I like that they got to pick predetermined players instead of picking their own players because they're going to naturally gravitate to people either they went in the house with or who they perceive to be the strongest. And uh, I think it can be a little bit of a cruel game of the last person picks, probably the oldest or the most out of shape. And <clears throat> and so I kind of like this idea of pulling a lever to people. And we know it's not random, but I like to think that it would be. And, you know, these people can their groups of four from two choices. And, again, I think winners are either going to come from uh, Team 1 or Team 4. And we see Team 1, which is going to be the Jokers. That's Frenchie. I don't want to mispronounce her name, but Aza, Brittany, and Derek F. I like this team. I think Frenchie's going to be a competitor, and I think he's going to be a really good leader for the team. I think Aza and Derek are going to be extremely good in social games. And I get Brittany uh, kind of an edge in competitions. Brittany will outperform people, uh, what people maybe expect from her. Team two, I don't see this team going anywhere. This is a really bad group. I don't think Whitney, Brent, and Hannah really do much here. I'm just being honest with you. This is a team I completely see going out early. They probably get some two nominations early. And unfortunately, I think this team gets eaten alive. Uh, Team three is the Kings. Christian is the captain. Uh, Alyssa, Sarah, and Xavier. This is a team that I think is going to get eaten alive. (laughs) Team two and team three, just on the outside of appearance, just do not look very good. This is not a good-looking team. Uh, Two and three, just weak. I love team four with the Queens because we got Claire. I think she's... Uh, she's she's pretty competitive. I mean, she she did some great things there. Uh, I like Kylan's Social skills are going to be great with Kylan. Uh, Travis, I think, is going to be a competitor, and I think Tiffany's going to be a competitor. But I think Tiffany's going to be very motherly, and she's going to be very good at organizing the group and getting things in order, and maybe talking people down or trying to work out you know how we how we get around this, how we get around it. So it's always good to have a mom. I just hope Tiffany's not going to be very strong on her personality because I could see it happening. But I think all this was a solid strategy by Grover. I'm going to give her a little bit of applause. I usually don't give her any credit. I am going to give her a little credit here. I like the teams. I like the effort to break down the big alliances that come in and run this this thing into the ground. Uh, team one and team four seem very strong here. Eventually, we're going to see these teams break up. Right. Because you just can't keep doing this. But we've got another big thing that's going to be announced and all this other stuff. And I think it was uh, a big mistake, honestly, like I said before, for so many teams to to pass on Derek Frazier and Travis. But I think that they both ended up on the right teams for themselves. I think it just worked out right. Uh, I just think Derek's going to be really strong socially. And I think Travis is going to be a solid competitor, like I said. Um, so give me the winners uh, from one and four. I think you're going to be solid in that statement. Um, we saw the HOH competition and Jokers win. And I think Frenchy gets that deal for the HOH. They do the card stack and all this other stuff. Claire's team comes in barely second. But I think Frenchie's team is very strong. And I think we're going to see a lot of offers like this. And I think it's going to be a... a, a, a uh, double or nothing season where everything's going to come in twos and you can gamble for it or you're going to lose it. And I think a lot of times in this is a very good uh, twist for me because I think you're going to see a lot of times where the individual is going to have to make that decision without the team being involved. And it's going to be, hey, you can get two weeks of safety, but everybody else in your team won't if you do this or you do that. And we're going to see if people take that. But Frenchy makes a good decision as he's offered two weeks of safety if he can keep two dice on the pad. I get that he did it just for fun, but I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, I'm not sure that he gets it if he's under that kind of pressure, and you don't, want, you don't want three people mad at you on your team this early. So he makes the right decision, and he says, no, I'm not going to take the two weeks. That jeopardizes everybody else, and I can guarantee you had he had taken that and not gotten the dice on the board to save himself for two weeks, they were going to go up because I would have put them up immediately. If I'm clear, guess who I'm looking at to put up if he doesn't hit those dice? <laughs> put, in, put up Princey team, 100%. But it's going to be a double or nothing uh, season, I think, with a lot of the bets. Um, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see the gambling side of things. You know, do we see this happen? I don't know why they didn't call it Big Brother Vegas. I, I don't. It seems weird to call it the beach house and then turn around and have a gambling theme. whatever. Um, but you know, you're smart. You don't want three people upset with you. I 100% French decision. He becomes the HOH. Uh, we made no nominations. You guys that like the, um, like the chitter chatter and the spoilers. You probably already know who the nominees are. We will talk about that next Thursday, right? Eviction night. We'll jump on that. We'll talk about everything that happened, but we also got to learn that Hey, the prize money seven fifty. Now I'm going to be curious to know: does the second place go up to a hundred grand? We'll see. Uh, that hasn't been a I don't I don't. I'll have to look that up. Be honest with you, I meant to do that for the show. But we'll know as the season goes whether or not that's going to be the case. But I love the jump in money. I think it should be a million. I think it should be a million. I think a million. It, it's chump change now. I mean, I hate to say that. I'd love to have a million dollars. Million dollars would change my life. But in terms of awards and, you know, we see Survivor gives a million, like it's time for Big Brother to step up. I'm glad they went up to 750 on that first place. Maybe it'll kick some things into gear and people will get serious about it. 750 becomes a lot of money. Pre-tax, I can tell you, after-tax, yeah, it's going to eat a lot. But, hey, the idea of 750 is a huge amount of money compared to $500,000. we will see if that makes a big deal. Hopefully it will. And, uh, you know, I think that we're going to see a quality season. I think we're going to see a lot of individual play. I like the four groups. I know a lot of people hate it. I love it. We need to get rid of these big alliances. Let's see if this works. My idea was always to have secret, secret partners where you were automatically tied to somebody, not like season nine, which was awful, but you and this person are going to be secretly aligned, and you've got to work together for so many weeks. But this is an opportunity to break up alliances uh, that are huge as well. So we'll see if that happens. We'll see if that goes for. Hopefully it will. I think, listen, if you can get, even if you can get four, even if you can get on eight on eight here, if you can get two teams to blend on each side, eight on eight's a great season. Because when you look at season six, and you look back on what made season six so great, season six is so great because the house divides. There's a a line drawn in the sand between this side of the house and that side of the house. And they go to war. And that's what makes season six so great. You know, and if we can get anything like that here, I'll take – let's jump on it. Jump on it. What you really need is four and three and one and two or one and three and two and four to get together. Because if one and four decide we're going to blend, we're going to work together, that's going to be nasty, I think, in this household. Give me teams one and four. It's going to be nasty here. But you never know. We, we don't know these guys yet. We're going to see them play. We're going to see what happens. You probably have read some spoilers that completely knocked down all my theories. But that's what I do here. I theorize. You guys listen. you become a part of it. And I appreciate you listening tonight. We'll be back on uh, the next eviction. Don't forget to go check out Morty's. It's a big supporter of ours. They do a lot a lot for us. Uh, go there. Have fun. Uh, enjoy the with other Big Brother fans. You will not regret it. And come back here next Thursday. We'll put a poll out to see if you guys want to do call-ins. If so, you know, give a call next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. You're listening to the BB After Show. I'm Sam. I hope you enjoyed it. It's going to be a long season. Let's have fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Be good to each other. BB After Show out. you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye-bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't gonna like what they see. Looks gonna look like flesh on the outside. Rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.